Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, this episode is sponsored by Organifi. We are reunited and back um, after a trip to Disney World. What better way to unwind and relax and catching up on all my Bravo. So I'm fully caught up. Um, Abby and shout out Hayden for covering while I was out. Let's talk about the finale of Winter House. Okay, I'm just going to say, you know, you know, it's weird and like something's off when. Kyle and Austin are like the only people like recognizing emotions and being actual like nice humans at a, a, a gathering. Like, you know, Rachel calls out, I don't want to say calls out. Rachel explains how she's feeling and kind of revisits a conversation that she had with Jess. And then Paige jumps in and it becomes this whole thing of everybody ganging up on Jess. And it totally took away from the moment where Rachel was saying how she feels as an Asian woman and like how the comment about Jess basically having looks and Rachel having a personality, like how hurtful that was. And I have to applaud Kyle for going over, seeing she's upset and realizing everyone else is like going crazy around them and like asking how she's doing. And then Austin for trying to bring the conversation back to Rachel. I'm like, what is happening that these two are the mature, nice guys in this entire moment? Yeah. And first off, for starters, when I saw that comment that Jessica made to Rachel in the moment, I cringed so hard. I was like, this girl thinks she's like so fucking hot. Like, I don't think she's that hot. Like, I I don't either. But like, and I I think hot people don't act like that personally. I I don't know. It's just very bizarre. But I applaud Austin kind of like circling it back to her. Um, I will say like Paige, even though she kind of took over the moment, I was laughing at her comments that she was making. I don't think Paige actually likes her. No, she um, doesn't. <laughs> she, but she was like, no, I like you. And she was like, I do, what do I have to do? Like lick your asshole or like whatever she said. I'm like, but you don't like her. <laughs> no, this, this is just because Corey <laughs> and Craig have yeah. a relationship, but I, I thought it was great that Austin and and Kyle kind of brought it back and checked on Rachel and Rachel also eventually like also set a boundary with Jessica when she later then tried to apologize privately. And she's like, not right now. Yeah. Which I think is her. more powerful, honestly, yes. than like lashing out. I was like, wow, we don't really see that often. I feel like people usually go like zero to 100 and she's like, nope, not right now. 
Good for her. I know. I was like, it was actually very much an inspiring moment. Cause I'm like, how many times do you feel like you have to hear someone's apology out because it's an apology? You don't have to, you don't owe them anything. So I, I, I loved it. Um, for Rachel being able to like verbalize how she was feeling in that moment. I was annoyed that like all the attention kind of got taken away from what she was trying to do, but I applaud her for yeah setting the boundary and I don't know, just kind of making it known. Like I'm not putting up with this shit. Yeah. A thousand percent. I also like in reflecting and looking back at the season, the season was so weird of winter house. And I feel like I we had four really, seasons in one. Yeah. It's weird. You're so right. And it's like two weeks. Like we've been on a roller coaster ride. We've had the drama with Sierra and Austin, which I'm glad that's kind of done with. We've had like, obviously Carl and Lindsay, then the Toms and then the, like the not romance between Luke and Jessica. And then the romance between Jessica and Corey. And I just feel like it's all over the fucking place. And um, I love the premise of this show. I just really wasn't jiving with the cast for me. I agree. It felt very disjointed. Um, I think what the fun and what we were excited about with Winter House, I mean, granted, I do realize when saying this, like Andrea is the exception, not the role. But bringing in random people that don't really know like the, they really don't know anyone. I don't think it works. It's kind of like with housewives. We see right through it. There's got to be some sort of like natural organic fit. The reason why we all got excited about the idea of winter house was because it was really the first time where we got to see Bravo labs from different shows kind of like crossover beyond like when we see them on watch what happens live. Like it was, you know, really got to see their interactions and their friendship. That to me is a lot more interesting. So, I mean, if you're going to bring in like Maybe, you know, know, Ariana comes and she's not really friends with anyone because it's like Kyle and the Toms are friends. Like I'm open to that, but there's got to be some sort of like natural connection. It can't just continue to be the randoms. Absolutely. I think the crossover route is the way to go as they look into season three. I have no doubt that there'll be another season. I think the Toms were a good test that this does work and have Vanderpump people there a bit longer. Even like Brian Benny, like family karma. I mean, I don't know who he has a relationship with in the house. I know. I think he's friendly with Luke. Does it matter at this point? No, (laughs) but I think he's friendly with Luke. But I feel like these people who at least have experience in reality TV come across much better um, than everyone else. And I mean, okay, so going back um, and kind of quickly recapping this, because honestly, there really wasn't that much more to talk about other than that weird ass theme. Um, Let me get your take on the last final theme party. And then I want to get your final thoughts on Winter House. I think they've just run out of themes. Like I would like did not really understand this theme at all. Like I I get it's like different phases of life, but like, is that it was supposed to be for Jess's birthday? (laughs) Like I just... It like you know she's not an old lady yet she hasn't experienced that like to me it'd be funnier like dress as you were the year Jess was born type of thing because you know some of them would have been older than others even that might not have worked I just it was a weird theme I didn't like it, it. was yeah it was a bizarre thing did you know she's twenty five I actually would have guessed like younger yeah it didn't surprise younger me. I would have guessed older that's funny I she looks older. older but she's so over Botox I go more by social maturity she twenty five hits. Yeah, no. I, I, once I learned that, I was like, oh, this makes sense why you're like super self-involved. In I also will say like a word to the 25-year-olds. I get the whole idea. Like a lot of them are getting Botox now. I learned this because they want to preserve the way they look right now. 
let me tell you, you're going to look like that till you're about 30. Well, really, I mean, unless you have a kid, because they really will change <laughs> the appearance of your skin, but you don't need to preserve this now. I think they're like too many of these girls at 25 are getting like the Botox and fillers. And it's like, I look at, um, Alexia, you know, Kyle's daughter, they look like they're the same age. And I don't mean that as it's a compliment to Kyle, not a compliment to her daughter. Like, I just think there, some of these girls are just doing too much. And so I'm just putting it out there. I think sunscreens are the best thing you can do. So I know check out our skincare highlight room. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Um, Anyways, okay, so going back, these are uh, these are like my final takes that I want to get from you on Winter House. So, in terms of the newbies, Jessica and Rachel, um does Jessica come back or you, do you think she's done? I think Jessica comes back. I think people Oh, her. you think No, gonna- not Jessica, I'm sorry. I'm confused with Rachel. Rachel, um I, I was thinking Rachel and I said Jessica. Uh and I think Rachel comes back. I don't think Jessica comes back. Uh I do think we're going to be stuck with Corey and I think we're going to see him on Southern Charm. And I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, well, we're going to see him on Summer House because we got that preview. Yeah, um, I don't where he's I don't in like it. him. Do you? You know, I'm honestly indifferent to him. To me, uh, and I said this, I think I've said this before. I watch Fuckboy Island. I watch an entire season of like boys like him. <laughs> so I just find it interesting to have like a messier like not so much drama, but like, I don't know, like kind of a, like a different kind of fuck boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I will say like, I could have gotten past like, and I know you've said this before. And I mean, there, the thing he said in the last episode, what he wanted to do to Jessica. I know her, why her mouse, not her mouse, her kitty. Her I was mouse. just like, <laughs> oh my God, this is reminding me of a story. You know where yeah. I'm going. Yes, I know exactly where you're going, but mm-hmm. that's what it started. I was like, oh, I don't need to hear that. No, I don't hear that about anybody, like anyone. No, <laughs> no. I learned something like shocking about like a friend of a friend, like what they do in the bedroom. And it, I learned this almost two months ago and it still haunts me. Like, I don't want to know what people are doing in the bedroom. Good for you. A healthy sex life is important for a good, strong marriage. Absolutely. Sex positive. Yep. Yeah. We're good. sex positive here, but yeah. I don't and get know. freaky deaky behind closed doors. I don't, I just don't want to hear about it. No, I don't either. I mean, when they share it and like the production, like zeroed in on that. Um, but yeah, winter house was kind of like a blip and then we're done. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to end up doing with season three. I do feel like it's going to come back. I think we all agree that crossovers are the way to go. Bring in the Toms. I think with Vanderpump coming back, I think the timeliness of all that will be really good. So I I could also see it could be interesting with if Luke and Ashley are still together. Does Ashley come in for a little bit and does she bring like, I know Candace is married, but does she bring Candace with her? Like, do we get a mix, a crossover with some housewives? Ooh, that, that could would be, be interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, and I'm, this is just me manifesting it. Cause I also want Ashley and Candace to become friends. Hayden and I talked about this. Um, but I, I mean, I think that could be kind of fun. Yeah, no, I think that would be actually really fun and interesting getting some of the younger housewives in there. Um, yeah, it'd be kind of like a ultimate girls trip slash what was winter house like a 3.0 version of all of that so i'm here for it i think they're going to continue to evolve and as we learn more we'll keep you informed um moving on to what is the not snl skit this is like what makes me laugh the memes that i've seen about this that is salt lake city what a shit show like honestly i was watching i was like what am i watching 
I, I've had a lot of moments of that. I also will say, I feel like uh, I was on a work trip. So I've watched so much Bravo that like, sometimes things are blending together, like franchises, like it's fun to binge. I don't recommend binging like all of Miami and then watching like Salt Lake. Cause you're just like, it's like brain stimulation overload. Um, but yeah, I don't really under, I don't understand what's going on with a lot of stuff in Salt Lake city. Like, why is it that it's Heather and Lisa confronting Jen to hold her accountable? Like that's a very odd choice considering those two aren't friends. Yeah. I, I found that situation interesting. And then Jen Shaw being all over the place and listen, like I thought her deflection when they did confront her and then she mentioned um, feeling suicidal, which I do want to be respectful of um, in light of especially the news and passing this week of Twitch. So I definitely want to be respectful of that. However, I I also think two things can be true where you have emotion, um, sympathy and empathy for someone and what they're going through, but it also doesn't give you a full pass and being an asshole, in my opinion. Agreed. I I do not want to minimize um, mental health um, or suicidal ideations, um, attempts, all of it. There is a piece of it to me that feels a little performative, though. Like the way she kind of like was throwing it out there and yelling about it um, at the dinner table. Then too, like I don't, I don't know. And I think it's hard for me with Jen Shaw to believe anything she says because she's lied to us. All the time she's tried to convince us she's innocent. She's taken her mom's 401k to pay for a lawyer because she's so sure she's innocent. Um, she's using, you know, what would be her son's medical school funds to prove her innocence and then pleads guilty. So I guess from it's just hard for me. Like if it were anyone else, I think I would absolutely believe it. I would be heartbroken. I don't, it's just, it's really hard for me with Jen Shaw. I don't believe anything that comes out of her mouth. I think she has a way of manipulating things. We saw it where she was like lying to uh, Lisa saying, I didn't push you on the boat saying she didn't throw the shoes. Like she has this, I don't know if it's extreme narcissism or what it is, but it's like, she's never wrong. And she's, I don't know. Does she believe her own bullshit? I guess is where I'm going. Like, I just, I have a hard time believing her. I feel like she has lied and lied where she's like believing her own lies. Like yeah. the lying has gone so out of control that she doesn't know like what to do beyond lying. Like, I, I just think she's also just kind of a master manipulator in some ways. And I continue to be more and more perplexed and Whitney hinted at it. Um, just the dysfunction and toxicity of Heather and Jen's relationship. It's very like weird to watch, honestly, like, if I had a friend who spoke to me the way Jen Shaw did, um, the things that she had, the way she's put down Heather, the way, like all the different shit she has said, but then Heather continues to like ride along with her and be her quote, uh-huh. ride or die. I don't get it. I wonder if like Heather was like, see, you're all going to see it. You were in the wrong and I was the one in the right. Like she's innocent and like now is backfiring on her. I have no idea where the logic is. Because I'm also going to say I'm having a really, I love me some Heather Gay. I'm having a really hard time. Like I, I'm having a really hard time even liking her. No, same. And I, I, I think Heather. I think what we've all liked about Heather. Heather's like a good time girl. Like she's like her confessionals are fun. Like she feels very um, relatable. And like we've met her. She's so approachable, so sweet. But my issues with her is like I feel like she says one thing off camera, and then on mm-hmm. camera it's another. And I need her to like start owning her shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
And, and I think she just contradicts herself a lot. Um, I will say too, I still don't fully understand why Whitney and Heather have been fighting for so long. Like even in that like time where like, I kind of did side with Heather when she was like, just say it then say it. It's like Whitney just kept going and going, but never like actually said what it was. And then she finally said, I was talking, you know, and we know it because of the scene, but like, I feel like even when Whitney talks about it, she doesn't say pinpoint what it is. And so finally she says, when I say I'm trying to process abuse, you pushed, you know, you pushed me into a wall. And so like, you know, you're like, that's a triggering moment as someone's talking about abuse, but I just felt like I get why that would be like hard and why that'd be a reason to be in a fight. But I feel like, are they like, they're just kind of going around in circles sometimes. I feel like it's stubbornness. You have two people who are stubborn who are so set in their ways. Cause I've had, I mean, I will admit I've had not to that extent, but I think about a marriage. Like I'll share examples like me and Kyle, like we will argue about, let's say if the sky is blue, I'm so dead set that the sky is blue. I have my arguments. I'm like, but da, 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 da. he will say something else. It's like, we're both not just hearing each other. And I feel yeah. like that's what's happening with those two feel like they both feel so strong and how they feel that they're not like stopping and actually listening to each other. Instead, they're both getting defensive and it's like never ending circle. I did think it was kind of shitty that Jen Shaw and her confessional was like, Oh, I know what Whitney, exactly what Whitney's saying and didn't at least like hold her friend accountable. Cause I think if you're a ride or die, yeah, you could like say like, listen, yo, like Abby, like, you know, I, I see she, what she's trying to say is this. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like just, there was a lot, a lot going on. And then, so we, we get in the sprinter van, I will say pro move to have pizza in your sprinter van when you're drunk. Um, and this was after the club, right? Yeah. The man, yeah. what a weird, also all the theme parties, I feel like a telltale sign and I'm getting flashbacks of Dallas. Anytime there's a bazillion theme parties that make <laughs> zero sense is when you know, there's zero storyline. You're in trouble. Because in lots of activities. Like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this Marilyn Monroe party? Well, also, would you go out, like, in the wig? I don't think. I, I think I would have been like Lisa Barlow. Like, if I can go out as Lisa, I'll go. Um, I totally would. I love a costume in a moment. I love a, But, like, know, a wig in a club? Oh, I just feel like I'd get itchy and hot. I mean, I would probably, yeah, I would take it off. I like a prop. I like, you know, yeah. like the drink. No, I'll prop. dress up as, as theme, but I'm, I'm probably not going to wear the wig all night. No, for sure. But I, yeah, the whole thing was strange. So yes, pizza pro move, like soak up that alcohol. And then shit got weirder after that, but not like um, fun, Roni drunk, weird. Like, well, it was a weird. little bit. Um, I will say, so it kind of get like, I was getting a little nostalgic um, for those who are in a sorority. You might relate to this. So those who haven't, here's a little peek behind the, uh, the curtain. So once you give out your bids, you either have a party that night or the next night. And, um, usually the new, like potential new members, um, they kind of go off and do their own thing. Us older ones then like kind of go either to another party. So it was, I was a junior, I was a junior and I was living in the house and, um, me and my roommates went to another party. We thought everyone was coming with us. They weren't, we ended up a lot more intoxicated than everybody else. We go back to our sorority house and we thought it would be fun to get all of, cause only girls could be in the house after dark to get everyone to run around the house topless. Um, it was just the three of us. Nobody joined us. Like everybody was like laughing, but we'll say it was like a really great bonding moment. And the three of us still laugh about the fact that like in our minds, everybody was joining us and we made it up to the third floor and realized it was just us three topless running around our house. So I did, 
I did love the fact that they were like pushing their boobs up against the window and kept like, I just think that's like, I don't know, a silly girl's trope thing. No, I listen. I've, I've flashed my tits. I've done it on spring break. I've streaked in front of my sorority house. I, I understand the novelty at all. Like I get like the Tamara judge, like hot, jumping in the hot tub topless. Like I get it where it got weird to me. And this is like me hating on Heather. It's like Heather on one hand says, I can't leave the church, the Mormon church. <laughs> But I'll but show yeah, you my tits. <laughs> yeah, I'll rub my tits against Jen Shaw and then like dry hump her. And then like, I don't know. It was just like, for me, you know, do you. I just like right. in her, when I think about her thought But maybe process, that's the real Heather. Maybe it's like maybe sober Heather feels like she can't say what she really feels. And the true Heather comes out when she's drunk. And maybe she's, you know, fluid. She seemed very eager to mount Jinchu. I mean, that was, I don't know. I, like, I don't have any weird. problem with it, but I've never done that with a friend like that. And I've done weird shit. Like I've run topless. <laughs> like I'm not saying I'm not weird, but I just have, not that that's weird. Please don't come at me. But like everyone knows what I mean. I just, I haven't done that. And she seemed very eager to mount her and hump her. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was given, um, I don't know. It was bizarre, but that was interesting. And so then of course, you know, Ugh. they do the timetable, they get drunk, like people are going to bed and we see Heather, it's like 3am, then 3.30am. And then we see her like going in and out of her room. And then before you know, it's 4.50 and then flash forward. Um, what happens next week? We finally get the fucking black eye. What's your prediction on how she got this black eye? Well, I think it was Jen shot the door. Um, I think cause like they were kind of the only ones really up and super drunk. And I think Heather tripped and fall, fell. I don't, I do not think anybody hit her. They're just overhyping this. I agree. I, I don't think anyone hit her because I feel like if someone had hit her, we would be seeing like I'm assault charges. Fall. Yes. <laughs> a thousand yeah. percent assault charges, like to give someone a black eye and then the scratches. Um, I think we were just texting with our Bravo friends and Danielle Hollip back cards was like, Oh, those sticks whatever those was outside her room. Like, Oh, I was like, Oh, that would make sense with, if that poked her in the eye and hit her arm, like, listen, like most, the most recent drunkenness that I've gotten. I think I've sent you that picture. I was in Austin with a girlfriend this summer. I was, you know, blackout. I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Do not know what happened. Like woke up the next morning with a giant ass bruise on my thigh. And I think I fell in the bathroom and like, I don't have any recollection of it. So I, (laughs) I feel like something similar happened to Heather. Oh, for sure. And we've all been there. You know, it happens. Um, but yeah, I feel like this black eye moment's getting way too hyped up. If somebody did hit her, one production would have gotten involved. NBC Universal would have had to make a statement. Like we would have heard about this. I mean, think about the Kathy Hilton, Lisa Renna stuff. We heard all about that. Um, I think something would have come out. I just think it was a drunken fall. We're overhyping it. Another fucking to be continued. Like really? Really, bitch? Really? Or but you know, <laughs> you know how like, Whitney, Whitney she talks so rural. weird. What is, is that like? A is that like a Utah accent? I don't know, but I no one else talks memes. like that. The memes on it make me laugh. Where she's yeah, like, real, real. I can't do it. I don't know if it's the Midwest in our voice. I can't do it, but it's like R I L L. My real. mouth like doesn't move that way. But same. Anyways, so let's take a quick little ad break as you are now in your head or saying out loud the Whitney real. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you can do it more successfully than we can. But I don't know about you, Abby. I have been eating cookies and all the things um tis the season to indulge so i've started to just to kind of give my body a reset it's having um my organifi in the morning i've done the green um the green juice it's full of all the good stuff um i kind of i also just kind of feel good when i do it too no um it, it's like an easy 
like after you work out. I don't know. I just feel good after I work out. Yes, exactly. It's like after you work out, it's like quick and easy. Um, they make it so much easier for you. Instead of juicing and buying all the ingredients and large grocery bills, it's all kind of contained in one. Um, it's also organic and has all this good, 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 good stuff. So you guys know about it. Um, so if you're now thinking about trying it, now's the time. Um, go to Organifi.com slash real moms to get your 20% off. So you're going to do something for yourself to make yourself feel better. Um, and let's just help you take one thing off your Christmas list. For me, the hardest people to shop for are my in-laws. And yes, it falls on me like it does most um, wives in every relationship. I am chief gift giving officer and uh, I'm really excited this year. I am gifting my father-in-law with story worth. I, uh, what I love about it. So they're going to send him one question every week. He will respond to it. He can add in pictures, um, their stories about his childhood, college, growing up, um, you know, how he felt when he first found out he was going to be a dad, all these great, like moments that I haven't really gotten to talk to him about, but what's going to be really nice and also make it a little bit easier for me next year, after he's done this for a year, StoryWorth will put it in a book for you. And guess what guys, you can buy extra books. And now all of a sudden your brother-in-law and sister-in-law have a gift. Like you can, it just keeps on giving. Um, so for that to get $10 off your first order, go to storyworth.com slash real moms. Uh, and with that guys, I mean, you should be feeling good and you should have one last thing you have to one last person to shop for on your Christmas list list. So now let's ho 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 on over to Potomac. I mean the live shows, man. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's wanting <laughs> everyone to but do us. It. <laughs> we like, need yeah, to do seriously one. everyone else. Actually guys side We're note do on one. our vision board for next year. Yeah. We're going to try to make it happen. So stay tuned on that. But the countess, we have to tip our hat to the countess and show our respect because she went all in on the, the live shows. Granted it was a cabaret show, but she's still doing it and she's selling out shows, whether you like her or not, you got to kind of respect her for kind of like going out and doing this. And now other housewives are trying to do a variety show similar to that. I do love how like in my mind, I'd rather see a live podcast than just like the live grand dame. I know you'd feel a little different about that, Vanessa, but I think it's funny. And she's talking with whoever that guy is like <laughs> Matt, the attorney, Matt, but he's not an attorney. I, not, mean, like, I don't know. He's not an attorney, but he's an attorney. What, a, you know, the, the, um, press conference with no press, he's an attorney with no law degree, but, um, it was so funny to me when he was saying to her, Okay, but a live podcast, like that's so boring. You're gonna be a lot like a live show. I was like, well, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, I just I would actually rather see a live podcast, but um, maybe it's because I do podcast myself. I just thought it was funny how he was basically saying, like, theirs will be boring, but yours will be great. We just don't know. Like, what you're what's the do talent? Yet. Like, what yeah, the, like what, are you singing? Are you dancing? Are you gonna talk about your sing sing? Like, what are we what are we doing? <laughs> Hot boxing. <laughs> um, did you see her cheese board she put together? That was sad. I did not glance at it and I had it in my mind to go back and rewind and look it was at so it. So sad. It was like but, like three salamis. Like oh, it was sad. Man. And it was just thrown on there. Oh, she didn't even make on, like Karen. a nice like prosciutto rose. Like I was very disappointed. I mean, charcuterie is like a thing now. You've got to be you gotta have that shit on point. Like there's you no gotta or don't or to. just don't do it or outsource it. There's so many people who make these boards now. It's not real. <laughs> I outsource everything. Like, oh I'm, yeah, I'm currently trying Just, to find if there's somebody I would actually trust to come in and like fold my laundry. That's my next oh, my next move. I know people who do that. If know, anyone in St. Like Louis a, area who knows, I know, but DMS. I think I'd be weird about someone coming into my house and like, well, folding, no, no, I mean, folding my know, undies. If they know a service, 
Like if they know, I know I just have to get past the fact that people will touch my underwear that, and then I'm, and then I'm game. Yeah. That's kind of weirds me out. But anyway, um, so moving along, um, I'm glad Robin and Candace were able to squash it. So Candace has her party. Like I got my MBA slash housewarming party. It, you know, we don't always see it granted, Robin had a recent tragedy. Um, someone had passed away kind of in her circle. So of course, sadly, when hardships and moments like that do nothing, but kind of bring you together and bring you down to earth on looking over things. So I was glad that they were able to squash it. Um, then we also saw like kind of Ashley's vulnerability. And I think, you know, having an identity outside of her marriage and also just being scared of being alone, um, I think we've seen like bits of that throughout housewives. Like, I think a lot of, of the housewives that we've seen who've gone through divorce have felt that way. Um, you're so much used to being a partner. I was putting myself in her shoes. I was like, oh my God, like I, it would feel really weird. So yeah. I, I always appreciate when a housewife is vulnerable and kind of open. I think that's the beauty of Ashley. Like she really shares it all. Even like, I mean, even her TikToks, like, you know, like, to, to like in a, to an outside person like oh yeah she likes to do a lot of tiktok videos and we see it on the show like so I'd be like oh that's so boring but that's just her like really showing her life and i think that's part of the appeal of ashley is she really has let us all in um on the good and the bad yes absolutely and then we kind of um you had this note here so i'll let you kind of speak to it but wendy and robin's master class i apologize yeah i just liked that Someone said, well, it wasn't a full apology because all Wendy said is, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. Um, but to me, that still is, it's acknowledging the, the hurt. It's acknowledging what she did. I just like the fact that they both could apologize. Wendy's like, I'm, I'm saying it twice. So, you know, it's real. She apologized for hurting her feelings. And then she said to Robin, like, can you, or maybe it was Robin said, I apologize for hurting your feelings or whatever it was. I just like that. There was no, I'm sorry, butts." um, and, you know, time will tell if they really mean it and can move on. But I just love the fact that these women really do apologize and do have conversations about to each other about what's bothering them. You look at like Candace and Robin, they immediately wanted to go in and figure things out after they, you know, had um, a tough time in Miami. And I like that Wendy and Robin like immediately like address it. I don't know. I just I hate when it's like we see this on Beverly Hills when it just drags out and it's the women talking about it with everybody, but the person they're mad at. And I love that they apologize and they get right to the source. So bravo, Robin and Wendy. I really think we always say Gabby Aiden, you know, is the first one who really um, <laughs> started the art of the apology. And I think Gabby Aiden would be very proud of that. It's like, we have to give like a little plaque with Gabby's face. on. I know. I wonder if Gabby really Aiden point. realizes how often she's referenced on this show. Probably, oh, zero idea. Yeah. Zero, zero idea. Okay. Last thing really with Potomac that I kind of want to get your take on is the Chris of it all. So um, why am I blanking on Karen's husband's name all of a sudden? Greg? Ray. Ray. I was like, I knew oh it was God. something. You I know. Yourself- I know. I know. It was bad. Anyways. Right. It's like, Chris, I think you should apologize to Giselle. He's like, you should do it. And Chris is like dead set on not apologizing. What do you think he should do? Do you agree with him or disagree? So here's my thought. Whether you agree with it or not, I think if you say or do something that makes a person feel uncomfortable, whether it's a comment on their appearance, or you think you're making a harmless joke and it was triggering to somebody. Even if you don't think you did something wrong, 
I, I think you apologize. Like if somebody reached out and said like, you know, in this episode, it, like, I really didn't like how you guys said blank, blank. Um, I, I would, I would apologize just because like my intent is never to hurt somebody, whether, whether it was misread or whatever. I just think, I just think he should apologize. I agree with Ray. I think when you make somebody feel uncomfortable and they, and they vocalize that and voice it, even if you disagree with them, it, it doesn't cost you anything. And it makes it so much better for everybody else that's involved. What do you think? No, I had the same thought. I think yeah. in this situation, it's not so much like a right or wrong. Um, yeah, he didn't think he did something wrong, but he did make her feel a certain way. So I just think in situations like that, I don't know, you and I have gone through enough therapy to know, like, it's just easier to be like, sorry, and nip it and move on. Like, I also applaud people that will like really say how they're feeling. Like, I, I think then maybe that's it for me. Like I am at times, I know it seems like we're like silly and like strong, confident women, but I like can sometimes be like, and work like a chronic people pleaser. Um, I've even found it like, I'll put too much on my plate because I just want, like, I want to do everything for everyone and be there for everyone. And like, sometimes I like, don't take a step back and be like, I'm the one who's getting drained and missing out and doing too much. And so I really applaud people who can like, say like, I felt uncomfortable in this, or I didn't like the way you said this. And so because I sometimes don't have that in myself. When someone does, I immediately I'm like, oh, I'm going to apologize because it takes a lot to say that. And maybe not for someone like Giselle, because she does it a lot. But still, I just think just just apologize. It's not that. I also think on the reverse, it's like, Chris, don't give her any power to this storyline, because I do think <laughs> Jizzy true. likes to have every storyline to be about any relationship but her own. So I, I get that angle of coming for everyone's relationship. But I think don't give her any power. I think the minute yeah, he that's said, true. like, I'm sorry, you felt that way. That was not my intention. Leave it at that. And I feel like that's so much more powerful than like continuing this. God, that's n- so true. Right. Like, I, I just think, yeah, take the power away from her. I mean, it's all she has. Like, don't make this extend any longer than it is because we're giving it more legs. That's no, my I, take on that. Wow. That's like. <laughs> You can tell you've gone through a lot of therapy. Like you're doing, <laughs> you're doing the work, girl. I like it. Sometimes I don't apply it to my own life. I think we're all guilty of that. And I'm really good at telling <laughs> other people the stuff I hear in therapy. Um, yeah, I think we, yeah, we all are. That's like the beauty of it, right? We sound so like intellectual. <laughs> we just don't no. do it for ourselves. No, a, a thousand percent. So this brings us to the part of the show where we likely don't think of our shadow until right at this moment. Um, I'm going to do something different this week. I'm going to give more or less a PSA and actually going to give you a little homework. I think um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and honestly, I've been in my feels since Stephen Boss, also known as Twitch, um, took his life away this week. I think, you know, let's give people their roses while they're alive. Um, check on your happy friends. Tell the people around you that you love them. Um, I just think it's sadly, sometimes it takes reminders of that to kind of push you through through that. But I just think it's super, super important. And, um, also I think social media makes us feel that someone may not be need to be checked on. I mean, we didn't know what demons he was fighting. And, um, I think it goes to show that what you see isn't always what's going on behind closed doors. So, um, I think it's easy, especially for us being Bravo fans, to give a lot of these Bravo lebs a lot of shit and like, you know, 
shit on them, honestly, sometimes more than others, <laughs> but at the end of the day, they are people. So I think it's just a reminder of that as well. So that's my PSA, my soapbox, Abby, what do you, um, I knew we were going to have one similar. Cause, um, I think we both feel very passionately about mental health. Um, mine was gonna be something very similar. Um, and I had, I just knew this is what was going to happen, but, um, you just, I think at the end of the day, just be kind. You never know the battle someone's fighting. Like I was so shook and I will say even like emotional, like I'm kind of like tearing up right now, just thinking about Twitch because even though we didn't know him, we felt like we did, whether you watched him, I, I actually went back and later watched him on. So you think you could dance? Cause I would always see him on clips on Ellen, but he just seemed like somebody so vibrant and confident and full of life. And he and his wife looked like they just had this great marriage and these beautiful children. And they did these dances together. And like, you just look at someone like that and think, God, like they've they have it all right. I mean, what, like what, what could make, you know, what else could he want? And, and you just, it makes you realize in these moments that, you know, he was fighting a silent battle and who knows how many people were aware of it and knew about it. Um, but ultimately it got so bad that he felt like everybody would be better off without him. Um, and I think that's the hardest part when people, attempt or do you commit suicide? It's like, God, like, did they not know how much we loved them um, or how much like people wanted to help them? I think there was probably a swarm of people that would have rallied behind them. So um, just be kind. Yeah. I think just be kind to people. You just, you truly never know. Um, And my shout out really goes to his wife um, and their kids and his um, child with, from another, um, I don't know if it was marriage, but another relationship, I'll just say, Um, because I think I think of the timing of it. There's never, these things never happen at the right time, but he and his wife had just celebrated a anniversary. Uh, Christmas is not that far away. And every December, they're just going to have this dark cloud um, over the month. And um, I just, I just really feel for them. And if you are struggling, you are loved. Um, There are resources out there to help you and support you. Um, You can text 988 or dial 988. Um, to speak to somebody. So I want to be mindful of that too. I know this time of year isn't um, aside from obviously what we just discussed, but I know this time of year, some of you may not look forward to it. It's not a happy time. I also want to be recognized, um, cognizant of that too, but I just want you to know you are loved um, and you do matter. Uh, And with that, we will catch you uh, in the new, well, we will have one more episode that will come out in between Christmas and New Year's. That will be our top 10 moments with Gibson, um, who we became good friends with, or you became good friends with at BravoCon. Um, but otherwise we will be taking this time off, um, to enjoy being with our family, to decompress, to, um, maybe try to sneak in a nap or two. Um, but we will catch you guys in 2023. Is your daily grind getting you down? A thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672, or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.